Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, a podcast that answers your health and beauty questions. Hosted by health and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Greetings, and thank you for tuning in today to Ask the Beauty Advisor, the podcast where we talk about all things health and beauty. I'm your host, Deanna who's here to answer your questions and share my health and beauty tips with you. So then today, I'm going to be answering a question that was sent to me by a fellow beauty advisor. She wants some tips on how to properly use a Clarisonic. Now, I don't know if you have a Clarisonic or if you use a Clarisonic facial brush. You may want to listen in and get some tips on how to get better results from your Clarisonic. So we're going to be talking about that today. And also for you today, I have one of our longtime beauty advisors who really hasn't been on in a while, Miss Cindy Foe. Miss Foe is a makeup artist, and today she's going to be sharing the nine must-have makeup brushes for a flawless makeup application. I've also got a product review for you, so stick around. I think this is going to be a really fun show, and I hope you enjoy it. So why don't we go ahead and get the show started? You've got mail, Miss Lynn. All right. So this week, I received an email from a fellow beauty advisor facialist. And she says that over... I'm going to briefly go over her letter here. I don't think I'm going to read the letter. It's it's a pretty wordy letter. So in, an, in a nutshell, uh, Kaylee's asking here if I could give some pointers on how to properly use uh, Clarisonic. She says over the years, she's been asked by several different clients um, how to properly use a Clarisonic, if they should use an exfoliant with their Clarisonic, they don't know why their Clarisonic is breaking out their face, and how often should they use a Clarisonic. Just a lot of general questions about a Clarisonic, and... Kaylee doesn't use a Clarisonic. She doesn't use one of those facial brushes in her facials. She's She does everything manually. She's a hands-on type of facialist. So I, I, I think this is a really good question, and I've never really thought about it. You know, you think when you buy a Clarisonic that you can just buy a Clarisonic and put some cleanser on it and turn it on and clean your face. Now, for those of you who don't really know what a Clarisonic is, which I think most of us do— it's an electric facial brush, kind of like one of those sonic toothbrushes. Yeah, that, that's basically what it is. So now, Kaylee, in answer to your questions here, what I did do is I went to the manufacturer of the Clarisonic, the developer, and I asked them if they'd send me a list of their best practices for using a Clarisonic. And I learned a lot about a Clarisonic because I've never used a Clarisonic myself, so... Anyway, the first thing I've learned about a Clarisonic, and I just want to get this out of the way, a Clarisonic is not an exfoliator. Yeah, I know. You thought it was too. So now what a Clarisonic actually does, and this is coming from the inventor, it uses back and forth movements of the brush head that loosens dirt and oils and forces water off the bristles into your pores to get them extra clean. This is a patent approach, and it's very gentle. Only removes the dead skin cells that would normally come off for that day, and not anything deeper or the deeper layers like an exfoliation. 
You also shouldn't blame your Clarisonic for your breakouts. This is a sign that your skin's purging itself of all the gunk that's stuck in your pores. This happens on rare occasions in the first few uses of the device. This is kind of like the acne flare-up that you might get after having a deep cleansing facial. You can minimize your chances of experiencing breakouts by using your device consistently and making sure that your face as well as your brush are completely soaking wet. The device is waterproof, so take it in the shower with you and use plenty of your cleanser. Now, as far as your skin being too sensitive for the device, it probably means that you're pressing too darn hard. Don't manhandle your device. You don't need to press so hard and get it all up into your face. It needs to gently glide along the skin. This ensures that it gives you a deep cleanse. After all, the bristles oculate at 300 movements per second. Without being overly abrasive, when you use it correctly, dermatologists have proven that it's gentle enough to be used twice a day, even on the most sensitive skin or even on people who suffer from rosacea. But you do need to use the appropriate cleanser. You want to either use a gel cleanser or a cream cleanser. That's going to work the best with your Clarisonic. Stay away from any cleansers that contain physical exfoliations. That's when the machine becomes too harsh for your skin. So there, there's the answer to that question. I think as beauty advisors, all of us have had clients that have asked us if it's okay to use an exfoliation with their Clarisonic. Now that we're on the topic of the cleanser, it says here in the information that they sent me that you need to use plenty of the cleanser. You need to use about a quarter size amount of the cleanser. And as long as you use plenty of cleanser, it doesn't seem to matter whether you apply the cleanser directly to your face or to the head of, or to the brush head of the Clarisonic. But like I said before, you want to make sure your brush is soaking wet. You want to drench your brush before you apply the cleanser. Your Clarisonic should be soaking wet. And if you use it dry or slightly damp, the bristles will become too harsh for your skin. So it's recommended that you drench both your face and your brush. In other words, the shower is the perfect place to use the device. It's also just important that you keep your brush head clean. Just because your Clarisonic cleans your face doesn't mean it cleans itself. Hmm. But the good news is the bristles on the Clarisonic are non-porous, so this means bacteria can't get on it. But stray cleanser can get caught between the bristles. The best way to clean your Clarisonic is to remove the brush head, wash it with hand soap or shampoo, then rinse it under warm running water and let it dry. You can do this about once a week. Now, if you're a total germaphobic, you can also soak the brush in a bowl of alcohol, but be sure to really, really rinse all the alcohol off before you apply the brush to your face. Change your brush heads on schedule. That's about every three months. It really makes a huge difference. After three months, the bristles start to lose their shape and the cleanser begins to clog at the bottom of the tufts. 
so that the tufts begin to move in clumps versus individually, meaning your clarisonic becomes less effective. This is why people become disenchanted with their clarisonic or they don't seem to be getting the results they used to. Almost every time after they change to a new brush head, they feel they have a totally new experience and they fall in love with their clarisonic all over again. One of the biggest tips I can give you for using your clarisonic is to use your device every day, up to twice a day. Consistency is the key to getting the best results. It's been proven to clean your skin six times better than if you were to use just your hands. And since your skin is so clean, that means your skincare products will absorb better and you'll get better results. The Clarisonic has a wide array of brush heads designed for the most delicate skins to deep, pore cleansing. So be sure you're choosing the best brush head for your skin type. Thanks, Kaylee. Thanks for that question. That was a fun question to answer, and I learned a lot about a Clarisonic myself. Eventually, I'm going to break down and buy one. I don't know why I haven't yet, but yeah, I think I need a Clarisonic. So now for your listening pleasure, I have Miss Cindy Foe here with me today. Some of you may have remembered her. She was on the show a lot. She's a makeup artist, and she's always got some great makeup tips and makeup advice for us. Today, she's going to share her tips on the nine a must-have makeup brushes. So let's go ahead right now and tune in and listen to what Cindy has to say. <laughs> Most artists will admit that they are nothing without the tools of their trade. After all, where would Van Gogh have gotten without his bold brush strokes? When it comes to good makeup application, the makeup brushes you choose make a big difference. In other words, it's time to graduate past relying on the foam wands included in many eyeshadow compacts. Investing in and using the right makeup brushes and tools will not only help give you a flawless makeup look, but you'll actually save money in the long run. How? Put simply, you'll use less product and your makeup will last longer if you keep your hands out of your colors and formulas. But with a gazillion different brush shapes and materials, it can be difficult to know which ones you actually need. Here are the nine must-haves. Brush number one, the foundation brush. If you are applying liquid foundation, you want to choose a synthetic brush. A synthetic hair soak up less product than natural hair. If you want to layer your foundation for more coverage... Choose a brush in a half-sphere shape. If you just want a light layer foundation, use a flat top brush. A synthetic flat top is a multi-purpose brush. Why you need it? Using the correct brush blends and buffs foundation into the skin, resulting in a smooth airbrushed finish. Brush number two. The powder brush. A soft, round, large, natural brush. Why you need it? If you're still using the puff that came with your powder, you need to switch ASAP. You will use less product than with a puff, and it gives a more even, natural-looking finish. Choose one with natural fibers to get the best results. Makeup brush number three, bronzer brush. An angled brush with no hard edges. Why you need it. A fluffy, slightly angled brush will give you precision when you apply your bronzer. Makeup brush number four, the blush brush. Choose a blush brush that's airy and rounded. Why you need it. Using this type of brush allows you to deposit the color slowly and build up, 
So you get a natural result, not a blob of color. Makeup brush number five, the contour brush. If you're contouring with foundation or a cream contour powder, use a large, flat synthetic brush. If you prefer contour powder, use a rounded blush brush with sparse bristles. Why you need it? We've all seen photos where contouring has gone horribly awry. Don't be that girl. The proper tools will help you chisel your cheekbones naturally. Makeup brush number six, a makeup sponge. A soft makeup sponge like the Beauty Blender. Why you need it? It's very versatile. Use it to literally blend foundation after you apply it to your face to smooth any hard lines. You can also use it to blend in your contour and highlight work, and to apply concealer. Makeup brush number seven. You really need an eyeshadow brush. This is a small, stiff, flat brush. Why you need it? This is the brush you need to apply all over eye shadow color, as it will give your lids a smooth finish and more intense pigment than a fluffier brush would. Makeup brush number eight. An eyeshadow blending brush. This brush has a flower shape. It's a soft, natural brush. Why you need it? This is the ultimate blending brush for eyes. It can really get into the crease of your eye and define your lid with precision. And makeup brush number nine, a lip brush. A small, flat, round-tipped brush. Why you need it? It's the best-shaped brush for a defined lip and will make a precise lip color application amazingly easy. So now you can learn more about these brushes and all about the best ways in which to use them by visiting our blog. Thank you, Cindy. It's great to have you back. Now, if you'd like to learn a little bit more information about those nine brushes, such as how to use them or see some pictures of them, I actually posted a direct link in the show notes. You can click on that and go right to this week's episode, or you can go to askthebeautyadvisor.com. That's the blog. I have this week's episodes, the full articles posted on the blog. review here for you today. Um, this is something I'm really excited to share with you today. I found, I have finally found the most beautiful vegan makeup brushes. I mean, they're gorgeous. They're so fun. Although, you know, many of the companies do offer synthetic makeup brushes, it was really difficult for me as a compassionate consumer to find a 100% vegan company that offers professional quality synthetic um, makeup brushes exclusively. So it was very exciting for me to find this company, Furless. Even the company's name, Furless, defines their core beliefs. All right, so where do I start? Gee, I haven't done a product review in so long, I don't even know how to do one anymore. So the company claims that their professional makeup brushes are elegant, which I agree, and that they will take you from being an amateur into being a pro makeup artist, whether you're a student or you're an at-home makeup diva. And I agree with that. The brushes were so soft, but yet firm. They were soft as kitten feathers, (laughs) but they were firm enough to make a really good application without um, leaving any streaks. I actually ordered the Black Beauty travel set. 
They were half the way up, they were black. The other half was like a turquoise color, which turquoise is my favorite color. So I had to get that set. And I found that the brushes didn't, when you put the, they didn't leave streaks on your face. I mean, these are the best synthetic makeup brushes I have ever found. They didn't, I didn't, I maybe lost two brush hairs in the month that I've been using them. So they don't leave all those little brush hairs all over your face. They put the makeup on evenly smooth without leaving any streaks. They washed up beautifully. I just washed them with like hand soap or um, makeup brush cleanser. They were just fabulous. I don't know what to say about them other than they're gorgeous and they're fabulous. They come in beautiful colors. The professional sets have really long tapered handles, so they're easy to use. I think you should check them out. I think you're going to be incredibly impressed with these makeup brushes. Plus, the prices are amazing. I got this whole set, this travel set. I got, well, I got nine total brushes and it came to $89. Now, these are professional makeup brushes, mind you, which, you know, you can spend $50 for one brush. So you could check these out on the blog, askthebeautyadvisor.com. I have a direct link in the show notes. Also, just to let you know, I've become affiliate for them. So if you use my affiliate link, it doesn't cost you any money and the show gets a little commission from it. So I think they also have like a discount for beauty bloggers and professional makeup artists. I think you can get 20% off. So you might want to check that out. Anyway, I have a direct link to the blog in the show notes. I also have a direct link in the show notes to Furless Makeup Brushes. Well, I guess that's all I've got for you this week. So anyway, um, you know, I'd like to get to know more of you. And if you do the Facebook thing, I have a Facebook page, Ask the Beauty Advisor on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. You can join us there. You can leave comments. You're free to post any of your favorite beauty products or articles that you've written. Um Let's get this little Facebook thing going. It might be a good place for all of us health and beauty divas to connect and learn from each other. So please join me on Facebook. You're welcome to post your stuff there. And that's all I have to say about that. So anyway, hope you enjoyed the show today. I'll see you next week. The Beauty Advisor is a part of the Beauty Radio Network. If you have a podcast or need help in starting a podcast and would like to be a part of a free, supportive network, then learn more by contacting Deanna at beautyradionetwork.com.